Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Opinions with Cordelia. And today I have an amazing guest with me. He's a software engineer and um, he'll be, you know, giving us some advice and information on how to build a career in software engineering. So please tell us more about yourself and we'll go from there. Yeah, good day everybody. Uh, my name is Abraham Gary Jr. I'm software engineer at Subscom. I'm also a okay. technical writer. Um, let's be about myself. Uh, well, I've been I've been writing software for quite some time now, uh, and I'm also mostly technical writer for um, several other companies that I write for. Basically, technical writing is just about right explaining what you've done. Maybe when you write a code, you try to explain, try to explain it with simple plain English. Subject engineering is basically writing software. Nothing fancy there. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Technical writer. So yeah, can you tell us more about yourself and your journey to becoming a software engineer? Hmm. My journey is mm, is a very long one. Um, <laughs> mm, okay, we're here to listen. It's a very long journey because uh, when I when I when I started thinking about having a career, I never considered like writing codes or uh, really. Yeah, there's never been about there's never ever writing code. Yeah, I loved working on the computer, but um, programming was not really one of the stuff that I wanted to do. But somehow we found out something. Um, because I, prior to now, I was more of a medical student, preparing for Cambridge and all that. Interesting. And, and uh, um, before um, getting into the career of tech, some people would say, uh, honestly, I felt like I, 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 I got tired of um, trying to achieve a goal that I wasn't really feeling the vibe. Um, after going to school for a year to study medicine, then somehow I decided, okay, why don't go to the UK, take A level Cambridge, go to the UK, and all that. And at some point, I decided that okay, this is not really what I want to do. Then um, I said I I went further to do a course, um, mastermind series, basically software engineering where I officially started the coding career. For at, mm-hmm. at the early stage of the career, it wasn't it wasn't looking like we we're actually ever going to write code. There was a lot of theories on uh, some points there writing code. Uh, my first programming language I ever wrote was C sharp. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because it's an object oriented programming language and it's a really shit I write codes now. Uh, writing C sharp, moving down to writing Java, um, even before ever writing stuff like PHP, JavaScript, and all that. It's been an interesting journey, but a very long one that I can't even recall every experience down the road, right? Right? Um, but it has been interesting so far, at least uh, where, where I was when I started and where I am now. It's quite a difference. And most of the time, when I see some of my friends that actually went for that study medicine, I'm like, oh, how is the ministry doing that? Well, they're still <laughs> at the early stage of their careers. <laughs> well, actually, you know, within the period of time, has been 
achievable. Yeah. So you're just saying you're, what you're saying in essence is that you are not just coder for medicine because of the long time or yeah, man. Like okay, to be very honest with you, I, I during my period of learning that I was in Cambridge and I was preparing for my A level examinations and all that. Oh, majority of my friends actually are now doctors. Majority of them went to the UK and get doctors. And one really told me of us. I went to the hospital once and I saw this doctor. And I saw I saw his lifestyle. I saw how and I I said to myself, man, bro, is this how you want to be in the next seven years after studying medicine? I'm like, man, no. I can't I can't live this way. Uh, the guy was really trying to put himself together. He was trying to manage his life. Then I asked him, "How much is your pay?" And when he was trying to be open with me, and I was like, "Man, so after all the millions and all that, because even if you go to the UK and study medicine, when you come back to Nigeria, you have to do a course, then you have to serve, then you have to write an exam." The process wait, was, the process wait, was crapping. The, yeah. when you asked him how much was he was he in the UK or here in Nigeria no, it, yeah he was back to Nigeria and what he was getting paid after studying and paying so much money in the UK was peanuts compared to what he actually spent and it wasn't making sense to me right because I I mean when <laughs> it doesn't make it more sense to me right and then I went to the internet. I saw on the internet you see most, or when you watch movies, you see most of the spec guys, their lifestyle. You see, even if they're not flamboyant, right? Mm. The pay grade and what they do and how free and how less complicated their job description is. It's it's more interesting writing quotes than actually being a doctor. I'm not saying doctors are being a doctor is boring though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it wasn't just for you. Story. It wasn't just for me. Yeah, it wasn't just for me. It wasn't just for me. Interesting. Okay, so what are the things? What um, what were the things um you did that helped you to transition into software engineering? Because you mentioned that you you did medicine for one year, and um, what else again did you take what i'm pretty sure you reached out to people you know what did you actually do that helped you to transfer into studying software engineering okay so um well at the early stage of like when i was growing up right we 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 had a computer Mm -hmm. and we had a guy that usually comes around to get things done and get things fixed right and so then he was working with um LNG, yeah, it was LNG. The LNG did a program for them where they sent them to NIT. They paid for the course, they learned a lot of stuff, Java, named them, ETC, and all that. So when I was trying to transition, I was, I was asking him about stuff because he's a programmer, a very good Java programmer. Uh, I was asking him about stuff that, what's up, how does this stuff really works? And he was trying to explain to me that he did XYZ. So my dad was like, okay, let me, let's go there and find out what's going to occur for me to start a course there. Uh, I went there, the I, courses I saw and the duration and all that. I wanted to actually do the one you did, which was Java, but at some point going through the course history, I decided to do MMS, which is Mastermind Series, like I said, right? Um, the MMS comprises of learning database, 
and some other interesting um technical stuff that has really helped me in my career today mm. right and um so that was like how i i, I transitioned like from being a doctor to becoming a such engineer interesting that's that's really good so what were the challenges you faced on this your journey and transition well for not to brag but for being but being mm. someone that i learned easily right i learned okay. i didn't i didn't <laughs> i didn't face much challenges when the aspect of learning and um finding my my fix in it right mm. um, it is it's quite easy but they say i had a challenge only challenge would be um getting that very powerful machine you know this machine that can break the internet what you mean machine what kind of machine no there are laptops on their machine (laughs) 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 getting this very powerful device it was only challenge right uh because when i started it was more of on the regular um, HP pencil, right, to start the car, to start writing code. But at some points, those laptops were not just cut out for doing mm. some heavy stuff, like maybe you're building a hundred application. So those are the challenges I faced. Um, so I was able to finally get um, good laptops to, you know, for that car. Those like those like the only challenge. But at the time also that I wrote code with my phone. Like I was so very, very much interested in writing code, and I started learning how to write code, like writing it on a piece of paper. I'm not saying that I didn't have a laptop, but writing on a piece of paper was one of the fastest way I learned how to build um, logics and work with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, programming, what really matters is because there's several kind of ways to get something done, but there's no one good way to get something done and mm. um, that process of learning several ways of getting it done was one of like i'll say the challenge to, to the challenge on the whole mm. learning those good practices to actually get it done the right way okay so you didn't you didn't say when you saw your first class when you saw them writing codes it didn't feel like they were writing jargons because well, um, pretty we think... much sure that people have that challenge when they see uh, it's a do this, declare this variable, and all of that. They just like, Yo, what are you talking about? Like, does it even yeah, make sense so, to me? So, so no. before, before, yeah, so before my first programming class, right? Um, I had this um app on my phone, they call it Solo Lane. Uh, I was getting concerned with the whole idea of string variables, number variables, integers and ordered and my first programming class when i saw the word class uh, class which is class then the class name call braces and all that stuff those are looking so complicated because uh i had i had the interest to like break this down and really understand what is going on mm-hmm. um people, why most people find programming a little bit difficult is they get scared of it when you see it for the first time you're like wow wow talking like magic <laughs> this that well it's not that complicated as it would look or seem because mm. for me there's always you look at programming itself programming is just basic english interesting please break it down for us basic english right 
because for example let's say you want to uh, i'm not trying to be very technical but if let's say you want to declare a variable that accepts strings which is simple letters um like a word which is maybe my name um that's a string and even in um, in vocabulary it's, it's just there if you want to declare a string how do i declare a string you put the keyword string uh you put the variable name and you put the value inside the read so it's basically this is a bucket this bucket is meant for putting water inside of it the same way you can have a keg and that keg is meant for filling well or kerosene or whatever right so if you were able to relate real life scenarios and real life situations into programming then you get the hang of it really fast mm. and you'll be able to do whatever you want to do with it very fast then when you hear stuff like mental declaration mental declaration thing you have a return type what's the return type the mm. variable or the kind of value that maybe maybe, maybe we'll right. have a time <laughs> right. session right. so yeah it's not as complicated as or as high level as people make it look oh you write code mind-blowing or you're a programmer mind-blowing you're super smart I know programmers are actually very good example me <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah. very 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 insightful but i mean like um, how long did you take it to to um study this software engineering and what were you really passionate about because i don't really when, when people talk about programming stuff or coding i feel like it's beyond doing all of them strings and all of that you need to have yeah, true. something that you're really passionate about so can you share some of yours with okay, like like most of my friends know i'm not very much interested in non-trivial stuff things that don't make me think right i love being in the situation whereby you're seeing something that doesn't really make sense and we are trying to make sense out of it right and that was like my major drive for any course to coding or or software programming right because uh, most things now in today's world you need technology you need a piece of code to really make them work so if you come up with a solution how do we really make that solution um to get to the hands of everybody for example it's not easier to transfer money from mr a to mr x right and engineers thought of that they had to or people thought of that people thought of that people thought how do i send money to someone in maybe in the uk or how do i send money to someone sitting next to me without going to the bank to write a check or to return cash, right? People thought of those solutions and they thought of it as, okay, technology can actually help us achieve this, right? Uh, if technology can help us achieve this, then we need people who can actually transform these ideas into uh, softwares to get into the hands of everybody. Like the, I like being in that position whereby we are talking about the problem and we are talking about finding a solution to that problem and i also like being the person who solves or brings that solution into a reality right mm. uh, that was like my my main my, my main drive um when learning programming when you know, learning yeah when learning mm. so just using um why call it programming just programming solutions to help make life easier for people yeah exactly makes sense you know like being in that in that position whereby you are making decisions that makes people's life easier 
Okay. Okay, just to add to that, um, I myself, I, I didn't go to. Oh yeah, I went to NIT and I did Java for <laughs> yeah, and then also, in, I studied MIS at Covenant University. So, part of the courses we had to do for my four years in CU, I had to learn some programming languages. It was the way it was taught there was a bit, let me say, scanty. And I got to realize something. If you're doing programming language and you don't have something you're really passionate about, what you're going to use the codes and program to do, at the end of the day, it becomes really boring for, for you and you will not really have the drive to want to learn or improve on your skills because in programming language and coding and all of this, is, you need to be disciplined and consistent with your work and you need yeah. to be improving yourself. So. Yeah. If you want to really go into software engineering, you need to find that thing that you're really passionate about. For Abraham, I've known Abraham for, for some years now, and if you're talking to him, it's about, oh, let's try and make things different. Let's do this. Let's do that. I'm like, you'll calm down first. People are not yet <laughs> on your level. You need to have people on your level to be able to do all of those amazing things you want to do. And programmers they, they need to know that you need to start thinking outside the box it's not yeah. just the norm of exactly. oh we just want to do an application or you mm. want to do a, a logistics app or you know you want to do oh, you get so, like, like the norms it's always it's always about building those things already it's for them mm. right not for them but generally everybody wants to build things already as it's um, nobody wants to be in that position whereby they are thinking of a new way to to get something done, right? They are always thinking of a new way to make something better, right? And it's it's cool, it's nice, it's it, it's a good passion, it's a good thing. Not but sometimes to keep you going. Yeah, it's not enough. Personally, for me, it's not enough. But most times, people come to me and say, "Okay, Akiri, I want to build uh, an Uber application. I'm looking in tech." Well, this is an Uber app. I have like three different kind of Uber apps on my laptop right now. I I'm tired of building things like this, right? Or someone comes to me and say, Ah, um, girl, I want to build, I want to build an e-commerce site. I'm like, Oh my God, no, another e-commerce site. Come on, someone should tell me something interesting, right? And it's very rare um, to have these interesting ideas. Like, there's a couple of things that I and Kodila have worked on, but they're not just ready for the world yet. Well, we still have them in process because even looking at the technology stacks we have now, they are not very, very achievable. But that doesn't mean that <laughs> that doesn't mean that uh, it's going to put us in the box not to think of new and innovative ways to get to make life easier, to make just to get life there, right? Uh, if you watch, like I watch some very funny sci-fi's, and if you look at sci-fi's from twenty-five. 2005 on uh, sci-fi from 2001 and you look at the technologies that are existing today majority of them are trying to bring the sci-fi movies into into reality right and if you look at the sci-fi movies of now majority of them are still trying to replay those 20 2005 and 2001 movies because well there's a level of this is just my own opinion though i still feel Please, like you're, a level you're, of, you're in a platform where you get to share your own opinion nothing to <laughs> go on <laughs> This is like I still feel like I feel people are at a point where they are no longer thinking, right? People are not mm-hmm. being very much very creative true. anymore, right? Because they feel like they have everything they need. But what's mm-hmm. the need? 
why don't I just build on what exists? Mm. But I, I, like, I do have some visual criteria, and I'm like, man, what you're saying right now is not very trivial. I can't do it. I just like, I know that it's not very, like, things you want to do. I think you already know that it doesn't sound interesting to me. Mm. I'm not going to think much about this. So why am I doing it? Right? I like being personally. I love being in a position whereby I'm using my brain to think out a solution that doesn't really exist. Mm. Right? It's it's always fun. Even if I'm not able to make this solution real, I just need to have it in one of my my notes. This is something that I get. This is something you're going to do one day, one time. Probably <laughs> okay, when you one have, day, <laughs> <laughs> probably when you have, or maybe this one technology stuff that you need to build to be able to achieve this, right? And right now in my career, um, I'm in a position whereby I'm still learning because you never stop learning. The day you stop learning, is the day you die. Mm. Uh, I'm in a position whereby I I'm learning. I'm learning things that I need to mm. do what I really want to do. Mm. Right? I things I need to build the solutions that will scale. Things I need, the knowledge I need that I will apply. And I'm going to make people's life easier, mm. or I'm going to we are going to make people's life easier because I'm looking forward to meeting so many other interesting people because I I definitely know and I feel within my bones. That I'm not the only person thinking this way, right? There are millions of people out there in this same position, and I mm. feel one day I'll be in that room with them. Where wow! So wait, if you're <laughs> if you're if you're going to be listening to this, like you're listening to this, and you think you're like Abraham, please reach out to me. So basically, <laughs> what I want to, what I want to add to this is, um, I know some people will be having this these thoughts and questions in their mind i want to be a software engineer but i don't really have the money or the funds for it or i i i know or i have little skills on this but the ideas i want to really you know build or do right now i don't have the funds for it so basically what i always tell abraham is it's good to always have an amazing idea it's always good to think outside the box and it's always always important to document those ideas and thoughts but at the end of the day you need money to drive those your passion so you do exactly. what you have to do to generate income for yourself mm-hmm. I've, I've done an episode where i was talking about money and all of that i was trying to explain how money shouldn't be a priority by the end of the day, we need money to take us to where we want to be. So try yeah, and document. Yeah, try and document all of those your ideas. Don't just put it aside because you don't have the finance for it. Don't just put it there and be like, it's not going to work now. Or you just give up. Don't give up so easily. You have to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you need to start building yourself in doing other things to make you credible and trustworthy. Because at the end of the day, if you build something and you're not really known, it's going to take time for people to trust you and trust your solution. So while you're still waiting to build the amazing idea, stick to doing all the little, little, little things that are legit. Not going to do yeah. things that are not legit. Because <laughs> in, in progress, they're job, also... Right? Yeah, like, do, like, do things. To be very honest, the best thing you can do for, as an engineer or someone that's really coming up is get a job. Because while you're on the job, you will be able to work with other very smart people, right? Like currently, I work I work with the AO team, and it was a clean tech application, mm. right? Trying to make a difference. Uh, and when I work with my colleagues, and they, they bring up ideas and engineer solutions, or 
when I go through the cold days and I see some very amazing, some amazing logic going in there, I'm like, wow, man, people are really smart. I get to learn, <laughs> I get to learn from the existing code base. I also get to improve myself because I have folks who are always there to, when I, maybe when I write my own piece of code and I push it, they review it and say, okay, Aguirre, you made a mistake here. Or they say, okay, Aguirre, why don't you change this variable name to this to make it a little bit more readable? Or, or maybe when I see a PR that is open from a colleague and I'm like, okay, why don't you add a status code to this to make it a little bit more um, developer friendly? Right? Mm. So you get to learn from them. You get to learn from um, like a very wild chunk of knowledge. But wait, wait, hold on. So, no. See, not all tech firms in Nigeria pay their software Starts very well. Very well. So, what would you tell somebody that I've been? Lo- I mean, I'm pretty. I know. I mean, you didn't even tell us how you even got to Softcom. Like, you need to share like dates with us, like, because I'm pretty sure you, you worked in some tech firms that didn't pay you. Like, what kept you going in those kind of situation before okay. you got to Softcom? <laughs> okay, like, uh, I, when I, like my ever first job was still when I was in school. I wouldn't really call it a job, but it's more of an internship kind of stuff and diverse. Everybody there were colleagues from school. We all go in there to learn one or two things to just get hands on, build real life solutions. And one of the first real life solutions I ever worked on was uh, a school app. We were trying to build this application for Royal Girls to manage their results and all the stuff and all that. And then we we're working with PHP, right? And um, the first thing I ever got was around like 20k. And I had to use 15,000 air for me to get a new laptop battery, a new laptop charger, and some other laptop stuff. And at the end of the day, I was left like 5 kilos in the transport. So I got the okay. <laughs> So it was, it was a very, it was a very, it was a very, very interesting journey. Then I got another job that promised to pay about 50k, 60k a month. Uh, for me, bringing us materials. I was very interested in getting those materials, right? Um, materials to learn stuff and all that I'm very much interested in it and at the end of the week we were able to do the first stuff and became one story to another story and story but then one day <laughs> mom was like oh uh, according to him we were working remotely but we have to be coming down to Toba once in a while right and you paying for the transportation it was <laughs> hell it wasn't funny at all <laughs> Nobody at all, and at the end of that of that job, the guy called me one day. I was come to his house, he was trying to explain to me and all that crap, how they are, what they thought is not what they're expecting, and so forth and so on. And then then that was the end of that work too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like that was just it ended there and then. And um, I, so uh, I have this friend of mine, which is like he's one of my very best buddies. Uh, we learned together and uh, so far in my career I think it's one person that we've always pushed out so, and we've accelerated together right um, he was like oh, okay let's go for this contract let's go for this tech event I'm going for the tech event and he was always talking about um, let's learn this new technology stuff which was um, not just as of then not just was relatively new and it wasn't it was it wasn't new new because people have been making the week for a while but people in this part of the world Africa wasn't really making use of it so much. Mm. Right? So, uh, 
we we got learning but he's he wasn't he got tired of it because he's not very much interested in doing those backend stuff he's more interested in writing the content things that you can see with your eye right i'm not very good at colors so i try to avoid this kind of task <laughs> i try to avoid this kind of that uh, we got learning on uh you said right i started learning how to write node js right um there are no during the period of writing node js i i think i signed up for i signed up for the newsletters and on one very fateful december morning i woke up and i received that email from one of the newsletters and it was about an event they held right and uh, i was like okay let me check out this event so i went to the youtube page of watching videos from the I saw some very amazing things that people were working on. And someone who they looked up to was Richard White. She built this very amazing work of his nose. Wow, it was beautiful. So I did some digging and I went down to, I discovered that there was something called the Node.js Community Committee. And by the way, I'm one of the top mm. committee members on the Node.js Node.js project. I got to find out about the Node.js project itself. Um, I got to um, learn about what collaborating to open source was all about. And that was where it all started, right? Um, I wasn't very, very, very much of a back-end day, like so much knowledge in Node uh, when I started contributing to open source. But I started contributing to open source and I got to my first international where it's, I was getting paid in dollars that I had to go open a dumb account. That was like my first dumb account. I was blown away. The dumb account, <laughs> I got the dollar master card. I was like, man, this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I got my first dollar card. I had a dumb account. I had money in my dome. I was like, wow, wow. So I'm ending in dollars now. This is a liberator. I got talking with folks at Google. Um, I started having meetings with folks at Google, I have meetings with folks at Microsoft, and some folks at IBM, and it was like a new journey altogether. It was like, mm. man, from point zero to point hundred in split seconds. Then I became the director of Node.js after. Um, I was leading the efforts in bringing Node.js to Africa, so more people should know about Node in Africa. Um, I did a conference, um, I finally got to decide there's going things he like it was it was like waking up from a dream um <laughs> accelerating accelerating so fast right um, i was working with a friend well he was like my tech dad or my open source dad i can say that because he had so much experience he owned the venture capital which is just he has been a venture capitalist for quite some time so mm. I, was, I was working with, i was working with him and I wasn't even doing much with code or kind of stuff. What I was doing for him was not very, very serious. Um, I was helping him build, I was working on a, a page that he'd be able to put his content on. Uh, and um, I was also working on my writing, right? I was working mm-hmm. on my writing, how to write better, how to structure English, how to not make a mistake when you put in a simple word. And I can always tell you my. Written English better than my spoken English. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> that. So I can tell you little about that that Abraham is not someone that um 
you have to be good you have to be a good speaker to have abraham on your show anything else <laughs> we'll spend time talking about we'll just talking about technical terms and probably bore people out and um i think yeah. that's one challenge that most tech guys have they spend time writing codes building logic structuring syntaxes and all of that and they don't really know how to communicate or have like a human interaction that's why you see somebody yeah. with an amazing idea and an amazing product they will probably not know how to sell it to people and that's something that tech guys do also have to put while they're still developing their so, um, software engineering skills yeah they also like have one to of very critical to, to write skill. and communicate and you know, don't just be. Oh, I'm a programmer. Oh, I code, and that's or, it. Or, or, be- or better, if you if you really can't build that very soft skill, right? You should just find someone who can be your office. You can't. You can't it's not always the case. The reason why he's Eventually, saying it is because he feels like he has me, but that's always the case. Please go and learn. You might not probably see somebody that will understand programming language and also be able to communicate it out there. It's if the person is not there, how are you going to do it? So at the end of the day, while you're still looking forward to getting someone, you need to build up yourself with those soft skills because they are really important. But just to do a recap on what Abraham has said, his journey working. See, being a programmer is not easy. Trust me, you're not going oh. to you're not going to make it now, now, now. You're going to face <laughs> challenges. For him, he felt like he didn't have any challenge learning. But he started seeing the challenges when he entered the real world. You know how you finish school oh, man. and you get I'm getting, I'm actually getting there. I'm actually getting there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get, it's funny. It's, 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 it's funny because well, during that period of transitioning from leaving, um, finishing my, uh, my, my degree at NIT, yeah, actually getting into the real world, like there was a lot going on there. I just skipped to the good part. Like, there was a lot going on there. I mean, I got two jobs that were already paying me and I was working for free. <laughs> and Imagine. the hope was they will pay at the end of the month and they never paid. Hmm. Right? And the one that actually blew my mind was during the period of when I started learning me. So, I and my friend, <laughs> I, and my, I and my friend was, we had a child, like I said, we're very close. So, we started working for this company and we were supposed to get paid about 100k a month each and somehow somehow kind of kasala happened somehow somehow kasala happened we got oh everything for something that we had the idea about yeah please somehow, be careful yeah you have to be very careful too because not every employer is legit like mm-hmm. not every employer that come to you and say okay I want to build this product it's actually very electric you can get arrested and your food charges are you that you are you an enabler you're helping and them build me, solutions you're yeah, helping them build and solutions that they will steal money do you know these guys are asking us for what do you have a license to operate and I'm like okay, I have a certificate where I learned this thing I don't know if you can call that a license <laughs> you're like do you have a license to operate and the next thing was we had the station. Man, it was crazy. That was the craziest few hours of my life. I've never experienced that before. And it was so mind blowing that he brought out the gun. He was like, "Okay, you're going to the station. You're arrested. A lot of folks going to the station. We got there. 
they they took our phones from us. We know a good thing to call our parents, like zero. And mm. you're asking us to pull off your shirts, write a statement, this, that, that, that. So you also have to be very careful. Employers will come and tell you, uh, "I have this project, blah blah blah." They will explain this. I'll pay you like this. And at the end of the day, it's fraud. So you mm. need to be careful. So after that day, I refuse taking any other job because the end is. She's always telling me do something blah blah blah. I'm like, man, I'm not interested. <laughs> I refuse taking. I refuse taking any other Nigerian own job. Um, fortunately for me, I started working with Note uh, as an open source collaborator, where I got my first international job, like the first year I said, right? And mm. that was like the major turning point. I mean, from working, getting paid 20k, losing, not losing the job, leaving the job, and um, getting another one, leaving it because. It was very useless and getting arrested for working, which was very, very, very funny. It was very, very funny. <laughs> very, very funny. Uh, and being like, okay, I'm not doing it again. I was at that point of, I need to do it again. You guys should just leave me, let me do it. Right? Uh, another one you should also break here to it are people who work on freelance projects. Hmm. Mm. Some of them are so broke that they will promise you heaven and earth uh, work together. And uh, you own a shared company, Bobo Juice. Bobo Juice, stupid. <laughs> See, guys, those those thoughts, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when somebody comes to me like this, when I was at NIT, like, it, when you don't, the thing is, you can't even just come to me or when Abraham says all of those things like that, I'm like, hmm, interesting, because that's how human beings are. They, they they like free things they want you to work for free and then they'll use one sweet talk or oh, you own a certain percent of this you do this you do that but that's you it. know that's very annoying that's annoying. that's a big lie if you're entering the, this software environment you need to be sensitive to the kind of people that come to you that, that want to build build this project, build this app, do this, do that. You need to be very careful and you need to I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm even getting I'm questions. getting to the main I'm getting to the main story, right? So this guy came to me and was like, um um this app we're going to build, you'll be getting about almost seven million a month. I'm like, wow, that's not so much money. I wasn't interested in the money per se. But he kept begging, I was like, guy, yeah, you think this is going to pay about seven hundred K was like please bro, I spent like this, I spent like that. Um is that okay? Don't worry. Just send me your account number. I'll I'll give you your down payment. So I was asking him to pay about three fifty k to get the project started. And somehow, somehow, I saw this quickly. I was like, what, what kind of nonsense is this? This guy had the goals. He sent me fifty k, and I was like, ah ah, this is not what we agreed now. I called him back. Please send your account number. <laughs> Let me send your money back. He said, no 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 no. That's what you see. Then just just do a proof of concept. Just do a proof of concept. Okay, you just want to proof of concept. Like yeah, it's just a concept. Let me just get a proof of concept. This thing you're saying, right? I I structured the project. I did a proof of concept. I sent it to you. Was like, you're telling me that it cannot run it. I'm like, dude, one, I'm not a front-end engineer. What else need to do for me? It's just a proof of concept. I've sent you a demo of how this thing works. Then two weeks later, I was like, I should pay him back his money. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Telling that what I sent to him cannot use it. I'm like, I don't understand. That's not the agreement. The actual argument for this, and it was like, he's going to arrest me, this, that, 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 that. Ah, ah. So, <laughs> you see, I was trying to help someone, and then the, the, I got paid back evil. 
right? So you also need to be very careful. So people come to you, begging you, crying, hey, 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 this, that, that. Don't trust them. Don't, don't trust them. Please. Don't. Yeah. Don't, don't trust, trust them. them. Let's let's try and wrap up because we we'll spend time. Um, yeah, so that's that. So next, any other question? Yeah. My next question is: What other test skills do you have, and um, you think are really, you know, relevant and people, organizations, they need them? You know, just give us test skills that made you to get all this your dollar. Yeah. Bills. So for me, uh, I'm a technical writer, right? Uh, the like. I write for a company in the UK um, as a technical writer. Technical writer is part of it. So being a technical writer is not very difficult. Basically, having knowledge of programming. Well, most people don't. Most companies need that knowledge of programming. But most companies need so yeah, just need to have basic knowledge, while some need you to have a full concept of how it works because you might be building and writing. Right? Uh, like the company I work with, uh, I build and write. And uh, my current job now with Soxcom, I'm also a technical writer and a backend engineer for AO, uh, where I build, um, uh, I build basically for engineers trying to integrate. Right. And uh, so, if you have a very good writing skills, it's top notch, and you are able to also do coding stuff. All that, yeah, full stack already. <laughs> Another great important skill is the dev option. So, I can hear yeah, you so, now. So, so most companies now well, are migrating majority of their stuff to the cloud. Uh, you see very very few companies doing things with cPanels anymore, right? So it's very important for you to have at least the basic knowledge of maybe AWS or GCP, any of these cloud technologies, right? Very, very important. Another very important um, tech skill that you can leverage on is maybe UI UX design. Um, if you're very good colors and you can play with colors, you can also be mm-hmm. UI UX designer. Uh, but also be an interface designer if you're very good with just HTML and CSS. You don't need to know JavaScript to be an interface designer. Like at Subscore, we have designers, we have interface designers, we have front-end engineers and back-end engineers. Right? So you can also be very good for interface designer. You can also be an IT support. So like if you have basic knowledge of how to couple up a laptop, how to troubleshoot the laptop, can also work you know, in IT support, right? Um, then, if you have very good people skills, you can also be, uh, you can also work in the tech world because they need community managers, right? People who can manage developers because developers are very, very creative. You just really need to have that patience to work with them, right? And you can also be a tech, uh, a, a program, a product manager, right? Like if you're able to manage your roadmap, because thing, engineers are always very, almost very disorganized, and they. They have little ways of planning of, of very, planning their roadmap and building that project. And they always need um, people who can guide that roadmap to help them deliver better. So you can also be a product manager. Like in the tech world now, there's so many skills that are out there. These are like the very, very like if I say demand that I high demand now, right? Oh, these are high demand. Then for languages, or we should actually look into writing JavaScript to Rust, uh, right? Because JavaScript and Rust right now are majority mostly used in tech frames. 
and uh, and mostly in fintech as well. So it's good to you have a very good knowledge of Node.js, JavaScript. If you're going to front end, have a good knowledge of HTML, CSS, JavaScript as well. If you're going to interface design, HTML, CSS, you're good to go. Uh, if you are going into UI, UX, a good idea of how to blend colors, play with them, how to see things. I see this is good and this is bad. You're also good to go. If you have a good skill with managing people, then be a product manager. And uh, that's that. If you have a good skills, if you can write like normally, you just know how to write very well. You can also be a technical. Yeah, so um, technical writers are not just limited yep. to programmers. That's why to know how you can put words yep. together and relate it, and then you understand what a programmer is doing. Yeah, and if, if you're if you're good at listening, yes, sorry, cut you And you're good at listening, and can explain to you, and you can transfer what I'm saying from words to English. You don't speak it. Yeah. So the things he has listed are, are they are high in demand especially this product management yep. manager thing i think it's something that most tech companies in nigeria they're trying to incorporate in their in their work life quality yep. work then their employee kind of, yeah exactly so one thing i want to add is if you're a lady if you're a girl and you listen to this and you feel like oh this is not something you can do trust yeah. me you can do it don't limit yourself to I can do it and everything. Yeah, so there are girls and women that can venture into this as well. Uh-oh. Don't be scared about how everything is going. You too can be, you, you too can be a full stack person. Me, I was aspiring to be one, but um, I saw my colleague <laughs> yeah, <that's a> lie. <laughs> elsewhere. So I decided, I decided... She got tired. <laughs> It's not a lie. I saw my calling. I didn't get tired. I saw my calling in business and people skills, and uh, it, I can function best in project management and product management. But if you tell me to sit down and code, almost you're limiting me. You're, <laughs> you can't know. I can't just do that. So basically, we're all in this together. Whatever skill you feel like you can transform. The reason why I'm doing this podcast and the reason why it's been le- it's lent to like this is because Abraham is an experienced per- person in software engineering, and um, the way we're moving right now, the world is really Nigeria. We've gotten to that extent where everybody knows about this thing, but they, they don't really know how to venture into it. They, they don't have information on the challenges that people face and the work life of um, being a software engineer and that's why it's the podcast is this long and um here abraham has been able to do justice all of the questions that i've asked him so the last question i'm going to ask him is please what advice would you give to anyone the female male anyone that wants to you know, venture or say I want to be a full stack developer or a software engineer. Okay, what for me personally, I don't really see that full stack world, right? Um, basically, yeah, you can be a full stack engineer. There are full stacks in there, which is you know, part time, part time. But for me, it's not really a thing. That's my own personal opinion. And uh, it's more just being very good at what you do, right? Uh, and to be very good at what you do is always be willing to learn right and um, never see never see it as it's too difficult to do right have a focus area because if you have a focus area you'll be able to 
gets deep down into understanding the topic area, and that's what makes you good engineers. Because if you are going all PhD, ah, full stack, you learn um, a little bit of front end, you learn a little mm. bit of back end, you are nowhere. Because someone who is a very good front end engineer, as we mm. talked about front end, you might not be able to answer them. Someone who is a very good back end engineer, as we talked about back end, you might not be able to answer them. So it's good for you to have that balance knowledge where you have full knowledge about this. So if someone is asking you stuff about this, you can answer and, and have a good job. Because another thing is, most tech companies always want to hire the best. So whereby they're asking you stuff about things you say you know, and you are not able to answer them the way they expect you to, you will find it very, very difficult to get a job, right? So if you are considering tech as a career, then you should also put in the efforts to learn. They also consider internships, right? Uh, also create a network of people who are in that area of work um, so they can always recommend you for a job if they have any because another thing is if you check the rate of people who get bounced every day um, for applying for tech job they are so much right because today mm. in this career and today's tech world they don't even hire junior engineers that much anymore they are not so concerned about them but people are concerned about them. People are concerned about their growth, mm. right? So if you're able to find that place where they are concerned about your growth and how you go, right? Stick there, be there, um, but don't stay there forever. Always grow and find things that will better for you, right? That's like my basic advice. One is don't see things as being people. Always be willing to learn. Have a focused area. Because if you have a focused area, you're able to learn. Right, create a network of people that can always be referral. Uh, and finally, as I always tell everybody, try to contribute to at least one open source project. If you want to contribute to an open source project, please reach out to me. I can help you. Right, uh, because currently I sit on the, on the Open Jazz Foundation, which is the ecosystem and the governing body for JavaScript ecosystem currently, which is uh, the CPC means Cross Project Council. And I'm also a member of the Cross Project Council for the Open Jazz Foundation. Also, a top level committee member for Node.js. So, reach out to me. <laughs> you can reach out to me. And I will help you get them get started in a career in open source. And um, I can also help you reach out to some networks. Maybe you have an aspiration to get to Microsoft and you have what it takes to be at Microsoft. I can always reach out to people who are at Microsoft. Or if you want to get into IBM and you have what it takes to be at IBM, I can also reach out to mentors at IBM for you. So, <laughs> Baba, show us your way. So, now. if show you are really, really interested, your sister is here yeah. looking for you're, jobs. You've never been serious with it, so I'm not going to speak to you right now. You've never been serious with it. Interesting. You have any any of this career path that you are very much interested in, you're looking out for mentors. Um, I'll be very, very much happy to help you um, get started in your career in technology. Okay, so um, just to add to what he said, um, there's one thing he mentioned earlier that his friend helped him with at Chalba. He's, he's a mutual friend of ours, so we know we know him. He's um, you have to move with people that are learners. They yeah. want to improve on themselves. They want to 
improving their skills so you, you can't say you want to en- enter into this part of world into this um, software engineering world without being a learner or without moving with people that want to learn as well because if you're moving with other people let's that make just, money oh, let's, yeah those ones will draw you back you won't know anything and all of those stuff you will be you'll be drawn back because you the thing about tech is you have to be updated you have to be like on top of your game because now he said they'll ask you questions on this and that and if you're not able to answer it's like you're just writing jargons on your cv so move with people that are pushing you to learn to improve on yourself to you know make you better and another thing you need to do is don't be in a hurry there's there's no rush don't don't rush it because when you rush that's when you find yourself making nasty decisions or being uh, my dad my dad always says there's no hurry in life if if you want anything right now take it step by step you're definitely going to get there you cannot become a software engineer in the in tw- anybody that tells you you don't learn programming in one week it's a lie it's a bloody lie so don't be in a hurry don't rush take things easy it's step by step don't control your mind to suit to how you the speed you're going to don't try and be so pushy just be consistent consistency consistency is what's going to get you there don't 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 please don't waste your time trying to rush and like he said if you want any of this connect don't call it connect you think you have the skills (laughs) and maybe Net, sorry, network. If you want this kind of network, we have we are your plug. So reach out to me, I'll reach out to him. And uh, maybe if you don't know what to do and you want to venture into this um, tech stuff after listening to this stuff, you can also reach out to me. Maybe we can create our own network mm-hmm. of people that have these amazing ideas and they don't really know how to guide themselves through this period i for one will help you guide you and come you know communicate with you on how you can harness your ideas and structure them properly we're here for you and um yeah brings me to the end of this um section it's like one of my longest um, something i'm really interested (laughs) yes (laughs) like we need to i i don't know i'm pretty sure we, yeah, there's a lot of there's still a lot to say right i'm still having ideas running through my head there's still a lot maybe there'll yeah. be a part two let's just drop it yeah so maybe abraham please take note of those ideas and we'll probably do a part two of this and if you really like this podcast i'll really appreciate your feedback as well and um, we go from there don't forget this is opinions with cordelia and we're here to share details and our own opinions about things that pertain to life businesses and tech see you in my next episode bye for now bye